Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome veteran Hollywood star actor John Savage to the show uh, here to talk about SEAL Team, which is on CBS Wednesdays at 9 o'clock. And Savage uh, jumped at the opportunity to portray Emmett Quinn, the father of Sonny Quinn on the show and is an Emmy contender for guest actor in a in a drama series. Um, John, welcome to the show. We really appreciate it. When you have done so many movies and theater and, and TV, does one of them suit you more than the other, or is it kind of just the same craft? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, this means much more to me. Uh, the last film was this uh, the essence of this situation of uh, activity in Vietnam, and years later, how long and how many people were affected in a terrible incident in uh in Vietnam, and how many people got involved and supported that uh, sacrifice of a few, quite a few, quite a few, and of a young man who uh, went beyond his uh, duty uh, from the Air Force to reach out to uh, to save people. And again, again, there's all kinds of complications in the world today with our service overseas and other places. There's just control from unseen places, and uh, you know, military service is always a little bit. Uh, unplanned, uh, not, uh, not not unplanned, but unsuspected things happening, and and that was like this situation in our place in this part of the world. These men and women, these men in this squad, have been serving in service for years. You know, there is uh, this activity. They probably were in uh, activity in Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and now you know they're dealing with uh, newcomers, green soldiers coming in. And you know, there's this no, there's no chance this is going to keep going, and we're going to all get pulled out of here. No, that's why my son got sent back to where he had to go through uh, like a, a re a retraining a retraining program after all the years in the service. It was humiliating, but there's very strict rules in the special ops groups, and especially in the SEAL team. And there uh, were requirements he had to do, not like not pop a guy for mouthing off even though if he was in the right, because he is devoted to his service. And he knows this is an unseen enemy, and it could be a problem for a while, and unexpected things do happen, and keep, like my mom used to say, all right, put your big boy pants on, you know. Um, this this uh, incident led him to lead to be uh, invited to teach, because he has experience, and uh, work at the base, despite his devotion to his work there. And, and then he decides to because of the influence and the catalyst of an old, uh, not an old, but a, a girlfriend from years earlier who is now running the bar that they used to visit, and, uh, and tells, you know, convinces him to go visit his dad, who he really doesn't want to, and doesn't have much uh, good feelings about that. And I play that dad, and, uh, you know, we, we, don't, we don't really want to deal with each other. I've, I've lo I'm losing my farm. I've lost my wife. I'm not a happy guy. I find solace in the last few things that remain there, the horses, which when he does get convinced to come out and visit me, I, the horse is kicking the heck out of me, not kicking me literally, but knocking me down, not, not listening to what I'm trying to tell him. And he sees this, and he gets worried. But I do want to control the situation, because I, and I do. And this is, this is my support is the, in my interplay with my life at this ranch. 
But he gets disappointed. He gets disappointed and insulted and leaves. And over the course of the next episode, you see this progress. Because I don't want to fight with him, and I see the growth in my son, and the difficulties he has faced are, are kind of evident. He's going to have to deal with this life here, and he tries. You know, coming to maybe change his mind a little bit with the help of his girlfriend, and uh, he tries to help me, and I see maybe. Uh, a change in my attitude, but I also see the growth in his character, and I realize this this devotion that he has for the other men that he's with is what brought him to this place of character growth that he has now, and he has seen loss, I'm sure. Whatever experience I've had with others or with myself in military service, I know this man is a grown soul now. Coming home will be more difficult actually, than it seems now. And he has a commitment that has to be finished, and he's got to go back. This takes a lot. And in the few seconds it takes me to say, it, this is what we're going through here today in our country. We're having a challenge, and we can get more out of the conversations we see uh, between these guys in their squad and the difficulties they face with each other, and also the support that's given, even in anger and disappointments they're having, the loss of one of their own and the difficulty of their squad leader, David Borinaz, to bring this thing together once in a while or just to carry the weight of this service on his shoulder. And, the uh, you know, the, the transition of life at home, this, this is what this young man is going to have to face, and he's getting that basic training in, in active duty, which may, may be more I've, – I've experienced this, this myself with my dad after – uh, about four or five years old in the 50s, watching the spirit of men and their wives after the Second World War. I was a little boy, but it was evident all around me. And, and bringing my dad out of the, uh, my grandpa's, uh, my grandpa, my dad's dad, back to our house, he, he respected him, but the man was dying in the Bowery from alcohol, and he had served in France, lost over a thousand men in his, 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 uh, his uh, <clears throat> platoon or whatever it was called. And, you know, gas, a terrible, terrible death by gas in, uh, in that area of France. Uh, and uh, the Americans there did a tremendous sacrifice. And he, you know, he, had, he lost, his wife left him, but he raised all the kids, my grandpa. And uh, when they went off the Second World War, he didn't want to really face that, as I understand it, coming back or not. So he went to the Bowery to die. Now, these men in the Second World War that I saw were supportive to each other and supportive to the uh, young men coming back from North Vietnam. As a little boy, I could, I get so much from that image, you know, being taken to places where he had friends maybe who were service or at service not in the Pacific like he was in the Corps, where he lost his squad at Guadalcanal, but in Europe where my uncle served in Germany and other places and uh, the bulge. And uh, these men meant something to each other. They had a desire to get back in the, in the, in the gear, back in gear and in America, and jobs may not have been available. This man I went to remember had a beginning of a restaurant. As a little boy, I wanted some pasta. He's an Italian restaurant. I was looking forward to it. And uh, one room, two tables. Huh. As a kid, this was kind of new. You know, uh, restaurants, this was in the beginning of something that grew over the years after that. 
and uh, his parents, he brought his parents here from Italy, this man, and started a new life in America, as many people are doing all the time. And it's what we, what we really should be proud of and support. Now, today, in our world today, we're facing the unseen enemy, and I get more out of the relationships of these guys in their service, their difficulties between each other, frustration, anger, loss, pain. And if anybody challenges them, they will snap together in a second. And that's the way it is here. You know, we're going through some changes. And I remember 9-11, you know, the, the pain and struggle that people were going through. Some, of pe some people couldn't leave their apartment. They just were too scared or too upset. And people came together all over. They came together. They helped each other. They did whatever they had to do. And that's what we have to do now. You know, you watch this show and you see these guys in service struggling with, you know, misguided leadership and great, great compassion also. Uh, some of these women are top commanders. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're leaders. Uh, they've been through a lot of uh, difficult times. They, they know that not always the best decisions are passed down the line. And now they all are struggling with this time. We see it, uh, you know, by in news or a little bit of this. But on this show, you live with this. And this is well, what John, we are doing I, here I, now. I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I'm being told you have Please. to go to the next interview. So I, I want to remind everybody to check out SEAL Team CBS Wednesdays at 9. Um, John, John Savage, let's catch up again when I got more time. I mean, you, were, you, you get one of the great answers of all time. I really appreciate your time. And uh, let's do it again, sir. Well, thank you for your service with the media and everything. We're, we're really we're, we're better in touch than we've been and all the men and women in service to today. You know, I feel like a dad. I'm actually a grandpa. But God bless you all and, and uh, keep it up. Thank you. Thank you very much. John Savage, everybody.